Hello Zimbabwe and welcome to Live Talk The Connection, a platform where we discuss issues affecting young people. We are coming to you live from Studio 7 at The Voice of America in Washington. I am your host, Tabaka Ngube. Today we are taking a look at lack of policy-driven politics in Zimbabwe as well as the role of young people in shaping Zimbabwean politics. Last week we focused on the dangers of personality and partisan-driven politics and today we'll move the conversation forward to look at recommendations for Zimbabwe. But first a look at what is happening elsewhere. Farmers in South Africa's red meat industry are excited to resume exporting beef and lamb to Saudi Arabia after a long break. Kate Bartlett reports from a ranch outside Johannesburg that stands up to benefit from the new trade partnership. The beef from some of the more than 150,000 South African cows on this feedlot outside Johannesburg is destined for diners many miles away in Saudi Arabia. That's after South Africa did a deal with the kingdom, which this year became a new member of the BRICS Plus group of emerging economies, which already includes Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa, and presents itself as an alternative to the Western-led global order. So Saudi Arabia is firstly a very big market for protein, generally. Uh, they are the largest um, consumer in the, in the Gulf. So South Africa has just been accredited and various factories have been accredited. So this is very exciting for South Africa. The rest of the BRICS countries, um, we currently don't export to many of them. Uh, we don't export to Russia, uh, we don't export to Brazil, we don't export to India. Karen Beef, one of South Africa's biggest beef producers, does export to China, but does business primarily with Gulf countries, and new partner Saudi Arabia's protein market is worth some $2 billion. Until now, South Africa has been banned from exporting to the oil-rich kingdom for more than 20 years ever since an outbreak of foot-and-mouth disease, said Wendile Silobo, chief economist at the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa. Countries that have dominated uh, the Saudi market includes the likes of the U.S., uh, South America, you see them there. Um, and now South Africa will be joining uh, those countries. And I think that given that our exports have been progressively growing over time, uh, Saudi Arabia offers new opportunities for expansion. Devolt Olivier, CEO of Red Meat Industry Services, says trade with China involves logistical hurdles, while the EU market is difficult to break into. Most of South Africa's beef goes to the domestic market, with exports accounting for only around 4%. So a new customer like Saudi Arabia is important. If you look at the Saudi Arabian market, they consume 2.4 uh, million tons of red meat per annum. Uh, that's that's the that's the 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 twenty twenty four forecast. And Olivia says the deal is already opening other doors in the BRICS plus grouping. What we've seen was that on the back of Saudi Arabia uh, opening up to us, uh, we've had discussions immediately with Iran. 
increased exports should have a positive effect on South Africa's flailing economy and high unemployment rates. Kate Bartlett, VOA News, Johannesburg. In Arare today, the United States Embassy in Zimbabwe and the Zimbabwe Association of Community Radio Stations, ZAKRAS, hosted World Radio Day celebrations. Larry Socha, Public Affairs Officer at the U.S. Embassy in Zimbabwe, speaks to Studio 7. What we're doing here today in our support for Zakras is underscoring the importance of free and independent media and celebrating, too, World Radio Day and the importance of community radio to discourse and dialogue in Zimbabwe. There are really three parts to a free and independent media. The rights and responsibilities include the right and responsibility to inform, to, prevent, to provide a, a diversity of viewpoints, and then finally to hold accountable those in power. And so our emphasis today is supporting the skills, the networks, and the knowledge of community radio stations so that they can play supportive roles in serving their communities and building a stronger and more inclusive Zimbabwe. Radio is really at the core of democracy. It's a, it's a platform for communication. Uh, it's, it's relatively, uh, compared to other media, cost-effective. It reaches a wide range uh, of stakeholders throughout the country. And it's really a platform for connecting citizens with their elected leaders. And so the role of community radios in connecting those constituents with their elected leaders cannot be, uh, cannot be overlooked. And, uh, and we're here to, to support uh, with members of the government, uh, with members of civil society, the licensing of more community radios so that there are more voices here in Zimbabwe contributing to its democracy. The state of community radios we talked a lot about today about different strategies, uh, different networks, uh, ways to fundraise, ways to use universities really as, as incubators. To, to raise the next generation of journalists and media workers. And so those are a lot of reflections today of, of building those, uh, those networks, of sharing those diverse viewpoints, of sharing information and best practices to support community radios across the country. That was uh, Larry Socha, the public affairs officer at the United States Embassy in Zimbabwe, speaking to Studio 7. Let's also hear what Zakras National Coordinator Sandra Mazunga had to say about the day. This is an important day to us community radio stations because we are being recognized as a key player in terms of community development. You are aware that radio is the most powerful tool when it comes to communication. And as Zakras, we believe that we are a tool for community development because we provide access to information to communities. What we are calling for on this day is we implore the government, open up more community radio stations. We want more community radio stations which are of community of interest, which means this can be community radio stations for women, for sports, for religious purposes. But what we are also saying is not only geographical. Let's increase more because this, when we have more community radio stations, it means more access, more people get access to information. Happy World Radio Day. That was uh, Zakras National Coordinator Sandra Mazunga speaking to Studio 7 in Ararem. Critics say Zimbabwean authorities still maintain a tight grip on the media entities and information dissemination with licensed community radio stations largely an appendage of the state. Please stay tuned as we take a brief break. In times of change, when the world seems uncertain and what we hear doesn't reflect what we see, 
we seek the truth, when we are told only part of the story, we lose trust. In moments of crisis, our dreams, hopes, and wishes for a better tomorrow depends on a free press. At Voice of America, we bring you the stories that people take risks to see. We connect the world and unite it with truth. At Voice of America, we show you the whole picture. For those that have just joined us, please note that we are streaming live on our Facebook pages, VOA Shona, VOA Studio 7, and VOA Indebele. We are also live on YouTube, VOA Zimbabwe. Today on Live Talk, we are discussing steps that Zimbabwe has to make to move from personality and party-driven politics to policy-driven politics. To discuss this hot issue, we are joined on the phone by Dr. Colin Chambuera, a political analyst and lecturer at the University of Johannesburg, Mr. Kudakwashe Bandama, an independent political analyst who has been on different election observer missions, and Mr. Nlanla Moses Nube, an independent political analyst and Freedom Alliance Secretary General. Welcome to the live talk, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Taboka. Thank you. Good evening, listeners. Thank you. Um, I'll start with you, uh, Last week, we spoke at length um, on challenges of personality and partisan-driven politics. What do you think uh, Zimbabwe should do to tackle these challenges? Um, thank you very much. Uh, I, I think Zimbabwe is having a simple task to do it's uh, people to ensure that there is succession-based politics, a uh, unit of all progressive forces, uh, keeping a society conscientized like what we are doing right now, academics to stand up, civic society, uh, faith-based organizations, labor, um, ordinary people, students, the diaspora, and everyone standing up to say, we want this thing to be done the right way. Right now in Zimbabwe, there is discourse about the ground genocide. It was because of personality-driven politics. So in a nutshell, I can say uh, all hands on deck, every Zimbabwean standing up is going to solve this one. Because we are not looking forward to celebrities, but we want a situation which, in which when someone has, has left or has died, uh, we can continue the country being a uh, government property. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Dr. Chambuera, what's your take on this one? Um, thank you, Taboka. Um, my, my take is um, it's very important, the unity of purpose uh, that's been spoken about is very important, and everyone just straining together. Um, but I want to point out that what we need is is, is a culture reset. The culture of our politics has been wrong for a long time. Um, we, we have cultivated this culture of personalities and all of that. That's, that's what's been obtaining in our country. Um, and now for us to change that, for us to even change the culture, 
it's going to take also the involvement, the willpower from those who um, initiated or who drove forward the culture of personalities. So for me, as much as you know, civil society and everyone else may want to do the right thing, it's going to take willpower from those who wield state power at the moment to say we want to move in this direction. Otherwise, all else that we try to do here at grassroots level can simply be done away with when those who wield state power can just come and they say it's, it's nonsense. So I think it's going to involve everyone. It takes that willpower, someone who is willing to drive the process so that we can have a culture reset. Thank you, uh, Dr. Mbwera. Uh, Bandama, looking at um, what uh, Dr. Mbwera just uh, mentioned, uh, the issue of uh, culture and that uh, it will take uh, state uh, power, what's your take? Uh, do you think um, without uh, the support of uh, the leadership in the country, they can, uh, that such change uh, cannot happen? And um, also on that, what, whose responsibility is it uh, to make these changes? Uh, thank you very much, Tavoka. So Dr. Mwera is very correct in what he's saying, that it is more than an individual project. It's a national project. But the difficulty with having a national project is you need to have a, a national vision. And that, at this point in time, might not be there within the context of Zimbabwe if we're talking about opposition politics. For us to have a culture shift, we need to have personalities who are outside the structure of things to be able to make a difference. At this point, the biggest thing which makes us attracted to personalities is that there's a high rate of poverty. And while poverty is still there and is, is a pressing challenge, it's going to be difficult for somebody to want to follow an ideology instead of looking for something that fits their stomach today. So there is need to have a culture shift, it's correct, but the culture shift needs to have a vision which is going to be comprehensive and all uniting. And that, at this point in time, is not there. Thank you. Um, Abantu bafike esibangeni sokuthi babe belalela izethembiso hathi ukulandela abantu yeah kuliqiniso ukuthi kuzako banzima ayisiyonto elula le ngoba uhulumende wezanu nguye vele oqalise ipersonality driven politics eyabomgabe omnangako so akukho lula ukuthi kutshintshe njalo futhi the moment Nabantu Vesuguma Vebamba and Gutiba Lumis Uluto. Guza Iona Izan Ivy is Ukita Pono. Moliza is a Saba Uguti Avantu Bangazeva Mopila is a overanalysis cartibati, okay? Still a problem, Lapa and Mayu opposition. As if we are needing the own. Izanu Iwe Sabaga Kulu Ugutabantu Babuye Babenda Oin. So Guzava Losu Pomova. Abangati by a chandra who opposition, Vazabela Vesenza, a personality driven, and Lana Sevi Copa from Zan, 
asebe ithatha ibuzana bese befuna ukuthi ukuthi bayilunge kule challenge kodwa kumeyithisisubume thina ke ezi freedom alliance into esiyenzayo yikuthi sithi khona asiyeke lena ukugijimela ukuthi abantu ngabayithola izikhundla eparliament kunenge singakwenza singekho eparliament ukuthi simele iqinizo ukuthi khona ukufunekayo yikuthi lizwe lingadlali libuyela khona phala omgaba abalifaka khona ngoba kathethi kule ngozi ukuthi i opposition yakhona xa ingena awubonakala ukuthi kuzakwenzakalani ifana lezanu kungakasi u1980 ikhe ibuya ipupurika njengenkuku elokuzile ebona ukosi yafika yehlule ukuthi ke umnotho iwenze ngendlela eqondile yikho sibona kugcine usiba le genocide izanu ibizele ngala plan so ke i opposition sithi kumele ukuthi bele plan ayibe le blueprint njengaxa ukhanga ni freedom alliance sile sile freedom charter i document ebonisa ukuthi kumele intando yenini yenziwe njani ngembukwa kubona kade kuthiwa i citizens lokuze ni consultation of the people yizinto ezibhalwe phansi freedom alliance lezo 2018 2019 sikubuye ukuthi kumele kwenziwe njani hayi ukufuna iphawu yikhona bese lohlupho khona kona nyabo nyabo ngancube ya dr mbwera thambonzwa vabandama vachi uya nenyaye kuti rimwe chimwe chinokonzera matambudziko aya inyaya yehurombo munyika zvinoratidza izoti pane ukama apa panyaya yezve upfumi nenyaya yezve matongero enyika chi chinofanira kutanga achachinja kuti tione pachita shandoko yakadai nematauriro awo zvinoita kunge kunofanira kunge kwatanga kwachinja nyaya dzezve upfumi asi vamwe vanotaura vachiti kuti upfumi wenyika unge uchi yendera mberi zvakanaka kuno diwa kuti paite shanduko yezve matongero enyika izvi munozvona sei dr chambwera um e icho kwadi kuti munyika muvanhu vatange kusimukira kuvane upenyu wakanaka munyika zvinotora hurumende inoisa ma policies anoita kuti e lano vakwanise kuita mapinda uko anoita kuti va vasimudzira upenyu hwawo so paloda hurumende inoti isusu tiripo kuti ti ti atipo vakuti tongela asitiripo kuti tisimudzire ugaro hwevanhu tiripo kuti vanhu vaone upenyu wakanaka munyika ndori nofanwa kunge riri riyaraitorwa gare nezano kunzi gwarare musangano gwarare musangano rinofanwa kunge riri kuti tinoshandira vanhu tinoda kuti vanhu vavene upenyu wakanaka saka kuti titange kutaura nenyaye kubudirira munyika tofanwa kutanga kutarira nehurumende iri kuti gwarare mundere kuti vanhu vose vasimukire munyika ndoka totangira ipapo mukatari fachizviripo iko zvinezvi hurumende iripo iko zvino iri kuita kunge iri kutsungirira kuisa vanhu muhurombo ndori tori gwararawo rekuti vanhu ngavave varombo kana vava varombo vanotongeka vanhu vakagara zvakanaka avatongeke so iko zvino vari kuti munhu wese ngave murombo kana vave murombo ava kudhipenda achivhi sakata vakuita zvatinodaniwe ndio saka muri kuona zvese zviri kuitika kuti even vechidiki vari kumhanya kuti vanoti woi nimbi no support amusanga 
Thank you, Doc. Um, Mr. Bandama, um, what's your take on this one? Um, uh, where do you think uh, this change should uh, first happen? Is it uh, the economy first? Is it uh, the politics of the day? And also looking at that, um, if we are to say, uh, if we are to take uh, Dr. Chambuera's stance that um, we, the politics has to change first, then it means um, now there is nothing that can really be done at the moment. Uh, what's your take? Uh, thank you for that. So when we look at what uh, Dr. Zambuera has said, where should the change begin? Is it the politics or the policies? The current state of things in Zimbabwe should be examined using the lens of things in Zimbabwe. I think that's the first thing. If we look at what is happening currently, there are different poles. There are those who are extremely impoverished, and then there are those who are in the middle, and then there are those who are on the other extreme where they've got so much money that they make you feel as if you're not in the same environment with them. And that's a problem. When the young people see these different extremes, they aspire for different things as they watch all of these different things. Displays of money are very dangerous within a political space. So that's something that should always be noted. If we are saying young people should go to work and then they're not seeing value for work, that's a problem within the same political environment. If we're saying young people go and vote and they see no value or dividend of their vote, that's an equal problem within the political space. So when we're looking at what should change, if we look within the context of Zimbabwe, we have got many challenges. And at this point in time, it will be difficult to point at one thing. What I want to also comment on from what Dr. Mbwere has said, he said, And that's a point which is important in terms of making young people understand policy. If we're talking about opposition politics, are we able to articulate these things as young people? And that's trying to get our minds to shift, to focus on policies and not personalities. If we're able to know that this party is promising this and their structure is like this, their objectives are like this, it's important to have the participation of young people within politics in Zimbabwe. Thank you there, um, Bandama. Nube, uh, coming back to you, um, with all this, uh, these uh, challenges and uh, what needs to be done, are there any other factors that are affecting uh, uh, this issue that need uh, to be dealt with uh, outside uh, the economy? Uh, what else do you think uh, needs to be dealt with to make things right so that uh, policy-driven politics can be of value in Zimbabwe? Yes, what needs to be dealt with first um, is the, the issue of politics. What kind of politics is the country having? We require a politics that is policy-driven, as it were, um, as opposed to employment or resources-based politics, which we see um, happening in Zimbabwe. Where ZANU, um, anyone, some, a lot of people are in ZANU, not on principle, simply because they need to gain something. Uh, most people will join a certain political party in the opposition, not for anything, but only to realize that there is more chance of being uh, in parliament, uh, for example. And also when you have got donations, you saw what the EU did. 
some people will be going with that. You can have people that are close to you, whom you know that they don't believe in this thing, but they will run with it. So we need to deal with the eco-oriented politics. And uh, ZAN is the aspect of, 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 of that. And then we are having uh, some in the opposition now being lured into it, such that now you, you end up not being um, very much clear to say, what are we really fighting for? Are we fighting like Zanu that replaced Smith and then they took over all the behaviors of the Smith regime? Or we are saying we want something that is going to change uh, the fortunes of the country uh, going forward uh, as it were. So Thank we have got a serious challenge. And it's very sad that some people take this thing very lightly. So we need to have the politics change, regional politics uh, during uh, the uprisings in the 1890s, etc. We need to get there. Unless we get there, then the country is doomed. Thank you. Thank you, Nube. Um, coming to you, uh, Bandama, do you think um, Zimbabwe is ready for such a change um, that is embracing policy matters? And if not, what are the steps that uh, need to be taken uh, to prepare everyone for it? I think Zimbabwe, as a, as a country in terms of having a, a policy direction-led political space, it is ready. The only challenge is that some of these policies are abused for the favor and the benefit of a few. So that already, if you are going to look on paper, you tick and say Zimbabwe is ready. But then in practice, it is not. And if you want to make a, a generation of young people rise to the challenge, there is a need for young people to be able to have what we call I can't even call it a national project because a national project is a bit difficult with our, with our context because so many things have happened in Zimbabwe which are wrong and they leave young people susceptible to do whatever they want to do to live within the day. But in terms of policies, policies are there for participation. Are the policies curtailed to benefit a few? Yes, they are. Could there be more done? Yes, there is. Are the politics they, which are there now able to be maneuvered to make more people participate? Yes, they are. Should we move away from personality-driven politics? Yes, we should. But the personality is what draws people into a party or into a movement. But is that all that we need at this point? And the answer is no. So we need something more substantive. If we take the current policies, let's use them. Let's see how they can be used for the benefit of all. If we're going to have a personality, is this personality going to be able to stand beyond them just being there? Because if you follow a personality, when the personality begins to do what the personality wants to do, you cannot complain because you followed an individual. So I think we need to have a mind shift. Let's try and put policy first. And then if what you say by personality, there needs to be a clear direction from whoever is going to be the personality. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Mwera, as we conclude, um, uh, do you think we can see Zimbabwe embracing uh, policy-driven politics anytime soon? Um, I, I, I do not see that happening soon because we have had uh, personality-driven politics for a long time. So it's a culture that's going to take long to change, but this is how I think it, will, it can change. And again, it's, it's a very difficult thing to do um, under the current circumstances. Change the government, because as it is, the current regime is not interested in policy-driven politics. 
now. And they are not uh, interested in involving everyone. What they are building is not a national project. It is a ZANU-PF project. It is a personal, uh, personality project. That's what they are building. And so they will perpetuate the current culture. But if you change the government, perhaps we may start seeing something different. So what will need to happen probably at first is through this personality politics, let, they will rise someone who is well-supported and uh, somehow they manage to get into power. And then their policy is, let's build a national project that is policy-driven. Maybe from there we can start. Right now, as it is, with the current regime in charge, I do not see that happening, unfortunately. It's a very unfortunate thing. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ambuera. Uh, let me take this opportunity to thank you all for participating on uh, today's uh, program. Um, unfortunately, time is not our, on our side. Uh, thank you. Uh, we've come to the end. Signing off in Washington, I am Tabo Kangube.